Get to know Austin Peay's brand new women's basketball coach, Brittany Young, on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation, featuring guest hosts Chris Smith and Ryan Pluckelman. Austin P has a new women's basketball coach. She is here joining us on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Coach Brittany Young, welcome to Clarksville. Thank you so much. It is truly a pleasure to be here. I've loved it so far. What have you done to acclimate to your new surroundings here in Clarksville? I don't know if I have done anything worthwhile. I have really been in the office nonstop and on the gym floor. I know my players probably wish that I would go and find a new hobby. <laughs> um, there's definitely, uh, you know, a few places I want to check out. I've heard about Johnny's right across the street from campus. I'm going to have to check that out soon. But house hunting and, and staying in the office has probably been my, my job the last few weeks. Have you said let's go pee yet? I have said let's go pee. I have. I learned that one quickly. So, yes. So I've always wondered when, you know, we get a new coach here at Austin P. At what point do you discover that? Because at some point, Gerald Harrison reached out to you and was like, hey, I'd like to talk to you about the gig. And then the interview process comes along. And at some point you figure out that you have an opportunity to go to not only one of the fastest growing universities in the country, but a university that has the best cheer. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. So I actually learned about Let's Go P. It's really funny. So I was doing like my first podcast and I, hap- I, I messed it up greatly because I said, uh, go Govs. And I saw this like, look, like, that's, <laughs> that is not it. So then, you know, I quickly picked up on that. And it's funny. My family came that same afternoon for the press conference and uh, they were passing out some shirts. They were like, well, go get you guys some shirts. And I saw the shirts and it said, let's go pee. And it, it hit me. I said, you know what? That's it. That's it. So I quickly cleaned it up. Let's go pee. I mean, it's a little different, but um, I've definitely bought into it. We've had coaches in the past that refused to say it. And so that's why I think you got <laughs> I the didn't look. Know that was an option. They right. told me that one. No, Gerald was like, no, no, you got to say, let's go pee. <laughs> yes. You have no choice. Pee. No choice. That was the interview. The final question was, you know, let's go pee. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So talk to us a little bit about um, growing up, because, I mean, it seems like there's a point at which everybody realizes they either are or are not good at sports. And for me, that came early. I'm horrible at sports. <laughs> he knew <laughs> out of the womb. I knew he was womb. born. I was horrible. <laughs> could not catch anything. Could not throw Cheerios to save my life. Wow. Chris can catch a cold. That is the only catching wow. that he can do. And he can throw a fit. That's yeah. about all the catching and throwing that Chris See, can getting do. Getting hit square in the forehead with a, with a baseball by my father was... That was, that was the lesson. So when did you realize that, that you were um, good at sports and when basketball? Yes, I think it was very early on. Um, you know... I grew up in the type of neighborhood where someone, we were always outside at someone's house, you know, Mm -hmm. doing something, baseball, football, uh, basketball, any sports, dodgeball. Um, So it's funny. I tell people this all the time. My first love was really baseball. Mm -hmm. You know, I could sit down as a young kid and just watch a full nine inning game. I mean, double headers. I could just sit there and watch baseball games. I, I really loved it. Um, so up until probably my sophomore year of high school, I played both basketball and, and, and softball, but I really enjoyed softball more than basketball up until that point, mm-hmm. just because baseball was my first love. 
What did you play in softball? I was shortstop. So, uh-huh. so of course, to play that position, you had to be pretty coordinated. Um, uh-huh. So shortstop. And I played around in the lineup. I was, you know, lead off sometimes and, and, and different things like that. But um, I really loved, you know, that game. But basketball was a close second. When it took over that sophomore year of high school, there was like no looking back. Yeah. So what? So what was um the your key the key to your basketball success? Uh, it's probably a, a lot of things. Um, you know, I have an older brother um, who was you know two years older than me in school, and and he was a great player. You know, everyone in the neighborhood and the community knew him. Um, so just to kind of follow him my entire life, you know, we've had so many backyard battles and he's probably beat me in all of them, but maybe three or four. And I, I mean, I would just hate to lose to him, you know, and I was a sore loser. I was that type of loser. I'd take the ball and I just throw (laughs) it or I'd take the ball with me when I left. So he couldn't play, but, um, did you ever beat him or I did, but only a couple of times. And I wasn't smart enough then to know that like, once you beat him, just don't play him again and then you have, you know, then I would have the bragging rights I would do something like that now but I wasn't smart enough then so I'd beat him you know I'd luck up and beat him and he he would just be so mad he'd come back and like I wouldn't even score the next game so um you know I think those battles really probably developed that passion and that love mm-hmm. um for the game but came from an athletic family anytime any NBA championships were on or playoff games or anything like that we're so we're all around the TV and we're glued in your team growing up uh Lakers okay basketball all right uh, LA Lakers always um still a huge fan of the team today um football probably Dallas Cowboys I have to say that for my dad that's his team but LA Lakers we won't hold that against you we'll give you some time we'll ask this question again in two years like Tennessee Titans I think they're great look I'll learn I'm still learning (laughs) I'm still learning so high school you're you're doing the softball and then basketball becomes the thing Mm -hmm. and so you said your sophomore year was when it all kind of clicks Mm -hmm. when did you realize that okay because everybody plays their last game for, for the, at some point, right? You're right? A lot of people, it's for high school. It's, it's middle school or high school. Mm-hmm. That's when you're done. When did you know that you could continue playing the sport of basketball uh, later in life and continue and, and go to college and play? I'm going to be honest. I had an interesting story in the fact that, uh, you know, in eighth grade, I was blessed enough to be, even though I was a middle school student, I was on my varsity softball and basketball team. You were... You were a varsity athlete in, in, in middle, middle school? school? In middle school. I used to, I was in band. So I used to leave band class early. <laughs> My band teacher probably, our relationship suffered because of it. But I'd have to leave band class early. I um, had a great family, the Dillon family. They would come and pick me up from middle school, sign me out a little early and I would be able to go to the high school and practice my respective sport with, you know, my high school teammates um, because I was so much younger than them. Um, wow. So it was it was crazy. They, they really took care of me. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot young because my even though I was younger, those teams were really my best teams in my high school career because I, I played with so many talented uh, young ladies that, you know, went on to play in college as well. But, um, you know, honestly, I, I did well early, you know, sophomore year. That's a, that was kind of the year I came out. My coming out party as a basketball player mm-hmm. was all state and, you know, ranked in the state. And then that next summer I tore my ACL 
And, um, you know, just not a kid that was disciplined at that time and understood rehab and, and what that means and how it affects you coming back. And I suffered uh, for about a year or so not playing at a high level. So I really didn't know if college, you know, a college scholarship was in my future. I had even con- applied to some universities, University of South Carolina, Clemson. I was going to go be a regular student. And um, it was senior night. And a a coach from Francis Marion University was in the stands to watch a player on a rival team that we had. After the game, he came early, watched the women's game, and he went back and told the head coach at Francis Marion about me. Probably about a month or so later, through phone calls and visits, I ended up signing a scholarship to Francis Marion University. So I didn't think it was actually in the cards for me at some point. That's an incredible story. (laughs) What was it like? Because... You, you know, you know, Chris, you're a, you're a parent. You've had kids go through middle and high school and the difference in maturity between so a middle schooler and a senior in high school. It's huge. It's a four or five year difference, but it, it, it's, it's decades in maturity. What was it like being an eighth grader and now you know, your, your peers at school are at one level mm-hmm. and your peers on the basketball court and on the softball field are are at quite a different level. How did that affect you? I mean, I think as a as a kid, it, it becomes kind of confusing at some point. Mm-hmm. I remember being just kind of confused because I would be around one group of people who had these interests, and I would be around a completely older group that was different. And I began to like not know how to fit in. It's like it was just, you know, it was just kind of awkward at times. Um, But the great thing, I I think I had some friends that were my age that always kept me grounded, friends that I still have to this day. But I think uh, the older group, specifically uh, Crystal Peace, uh, Kara Dingo, I'll name those two specifically. They did a great job of making sure I didn't gravitate to the wrong crowd. You know, like you may be here with us and we know you may go out with us here and people are doing this, but that's not going to be you. You know, my brother was instrumental in that as well, like very protective, like you're going to be around this group, but maybe you're not going to do things that juniors and seniors are doing. Were they accepting of you, the the older players having this middle school kid come on their team? (laughs) Very. I mean, I was like their little sister. Um, So that's where maybe that protectiveness came in. I think we. I come from a community where they they, they want everybody to make it. Um, and at that time, again, being so young, I think everyone probably thought my career was going to be more than it eventually came to mm-hmm. be. But I think there was just this protectiveness, like you're going to do the right things. You know, you're not going to, you know, I was a kid that, you know, in college and even in high school, you know, I didn't drink and do things like that. And it came from those People who, again, were so protective, even when I was young, they kind of kept me away from that circle, which, you know, now I'm grateful for when I look back at it. Did that inform you as a coach? Because here you are, (laughs) uh, your last name's young, but you're also truly young. I mean, you're you're a younger coach coaching in Division One. Not that I think that really makes a difference. We've seen that in football. You know, we've we've seen the youngest coach in Division One football do some amazing things. But did that inform you that that experience you had being a a middle school athlete playing with high school kids. Did that, does that inform you in the way you coach now dealing with, uh, you know, people that aren't that far removed from the experiences you have? I think it does. I think that time really helped me kind of relate to any of my players. And the fact that I realized that you could have a group of people, 
fighting and, and working to together towards a common goal, but they can be at different places in their lives. And maybe it's not as drastic as, you know, eighth grade to 12th grade, but, but think about it on a team, you have 17 and 18 year old freshmen. And then especially with the rules changes and things we see, you can have 22, 23 year old upperclassmen. That happens a lot. And how to try to mesh that dynamic together. And I'm very big on any upperclassmen really taking time to reach out to make the younger players feel comfortable, give them guidance. And you're right. I probably never thought about that. But that experience probably paid plays a big part in why I'm so, so instrumental in trying to make them do those things. Mm-hmm. So the transition from... Um from high school to college, um, you talked before in some interviews about David Smith, um, mm-hmm. uh, coach that you worked with, and you've talked a bit about you know your brother kind of being a mentor. Like, how was David Smith sort of a mentor to you, and how did like what what impact has that had? Yes, on you going like I tell everyone, I think it's just so 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 important surrounding yourself with people who just believe in you. You know, mm-hmm. even when you don't believe yourself in yourself or know you know know the greatness in you, mm-hmm. he was like that from day one for me. You know, mm-hmm. he was was that coach that put me on the varsity team in eighth grade. And I'm mm-hmm. like, coach, like, why? I'm, I'm not, I just want to be on JV with my friends. Mm-hmm. And he always pushed me mm-hmm. and um, he always challenged me. And, um, you know, it was just love. It was just genuine love. And I've always felt that from him and his family. And, you know, a, a lot of people don't know, but, you know, coach, I think it was my senior year of high school. He and his family dealt with a great struggle. Uh, their daughter, Caitlin, was diagnosed with uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. And it was just a huge battle to kind of watch the family go through that. And, you know, we tried to flip it and just be supportive for him. And uh, they made it through. And um, I was so proud uh, a few months ago before I left Mississippi State. You know, she's a senior in college now and she has this podcast and she wanted to interview me. And it was just to be able to do that for her meant so much because her dad did so much for me, yeah, you know, yeah. at that young age. But um, just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. And he just didn't do that for me. I watched him do that for the football players he coached. You know, he was just someone you could talk to um, and someone that really encouraged and supported us during that time. When did the switch happen? At some point you decided, okay, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I can play for the rest of my life, but, but coaching became an interest. When did that happen? So graduated college, um, was thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, had a great professor, David White, that really helped me kind of prep for law school. I decided I was going to take like a gap year to, you know, get some money, um, study for the LSAT. And uh, Crystal Peace, one of those same seniors when I'm in eighth grade or junior seniors when I'm in eighth grader, um, she was now the head varsity coach at our high school. So, you know, I'm home in my hometown working and she was like, you should just come out to practice and help us out. So, you know, I started going to practice and I tell everybody I fell in love with it. I mean, I I really enjoyed my time out there working with those young ladies, seeing them improve, going to games. So instead of just studying for the LSAT, then I start studying for the GRE because I'm looking into master's programs. And um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, Very, you know, have a faith based background. So, you know, did some things to, you know, just really pray and, you know, meditate and figure out what I wanted to do. 
And, um, you know, after several months, um, it, it hit me. I was like, I've got to do what I'm passionate about, not what's going to just make me a ton of money mm-hmm. being a lawyer. I like yeah. how that look. No, I got to fo- follow my passion and the love I had for basketball was different. So that starts in high school. You go back to your, to your roots and you coach there mm-hmm. and then you, you follow someone and actually become an assistant coach mm-hmm. in college and kind of go to the next step. How did you make that transition from coaching high school to college? So when I was at the high school helping her, uh, what I decided to do was go back to graduate school. Um, So I went to the University of South Carolina um, and, you know, got with that program there, really started as a manager um, because that's the only position they had. Um, I was blessed enough. Don Staley, Cynthia Jordan, uh, the uh, director of operations, they made me a graduate assistant. Uh, and after I finished my time there, they helped me become a junior college coach. And, you know, it's just kind of really been a whirlwind from there. I tell everybody that the last 10 years of my life, 10, 11 years, I mean, it's like a blur, all of the stops I've been, all of the people I've met, but, um, you know, the coaching, the relationships with the players, the competition, the championships. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, it's, it's what I live for. I love it. But then you get that call. You get that call from, from Gerald Harrison from this school that you, you don't have to lie. You probably never heard of, <laughs> you know, because you were like, wait a minute, what now? And you get this call, like he wants to talk to you about being the head coach mm-hmm. of a division one Ohio Valley conference basketball team. Mm-hmm. How was that moment getting that call? Well, it was, you know, it was pretty surreal. I, um, a lot of times people would tell you that, you know, they'll tell you you're ready for this or ready for that. And for the last several years, I've had several mentors of mine just telling me that I didn't know it yet, but that I was ready to become a head coach. And a lot of times you'll hear those things, but you don't truly believe it um, until one day it just clicks for you. I think this past season, especially, uh, you know, leaving Old Dominion, which was very difficult. I mean, we recruited some young ladies that we had strong relationships with. And, you know, we were on the brink of winning a championship when COVID hit. And, um, you know, I wanted to come back and kind of just finish that journey with them a certain way. But of course, just like I got a call, you know, Nikki got a call and we ended up going to Mississippi State. And throughout that process, you know, I began to kind of get that itch to maybe have my own program and take all of the lessons learned and kind of make it my own. And, um, you know, this past year, I've really been feeling that. But I never I've never searched for a job. I've never Mm -hmm. gone out to try to seek one. So when I got the call, I was like, man, it's crazy how I'm getting this itch. And then now all of a sudden I have a call. So I have to look into it. Yeah. Didn't know a lot about Austin P. But I said, you know, I'm going to hear hear this guy out. And first conversation with Gerald, um, you know, he didn't know, but he he had me he had me hooked. He did. Really? He did, because. You know, he talked about the total gov concept Mm -hmm. and I know it just sounds cliche, but really that's who I am. For me, it's more than just basketball. I think our job is to mentor these young women in a way that prepares them for life. You know, most the WNBA draft is tonight. I think I read an article that while there's going to be 20 plus draft picks, realistically, maybe only 10 of those young ladies will actually make a team. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not a lot of roster spots. 
For most women's basketball players, this is a stepping stone to another phase of life. Hmm. So to to help them be you know realistic about that and let's have aspirations to achieve this one goal, but simultaneously let's prepare for the next part of life. That is our goal because if they come here for four years and they play for us and it's all about basketball and they leave and they're just lost and they don't know what to do and they're Mm. working all these odd jobs, then I failed them as a coach. Um, So the entire process is what he and President Lakari believe in. It's what I believe in. It was a perfect fit. So you've seen, you talk about, you know, you've you've seen a lot of things you know, as an assistant coach, as as a player, is what's you? What do you think is the biggest lesson that you can bring now in? As now, it's your chance. Now you're the head coach. So, like, what's the biggest lesson you'd like to bring to it? That um, man, that's a really good question. Um, you know, and it, and I know it's probably a, along the same lines as the last question I just answered. But you know we want to win those games. We Mm, want to win those championships. I promise you I'm more competitive than anyone. When I win, it's like, that's what I was supposed to do. When I lose, I'm just like, I have a horrible night. I can't sleep. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about so much more than that. It's about just learning behaviors and patterns and discipline that will carry you through through life. Hmm. And then hopefully, you know, we teach them to be in a position where they give back and continue to give back to others um, who come after them. Um, it's bigger than basketball. Um, it's about connections that last a lifetime. Um, it's about embracing a community. And I've, I've seen that. I'm seeing a community of people who weren't interested in a game or sport just get behind a cause because they feel like a part of it. You know, we uh, did some community service this past Saturday and, you know, it, it was a little rainy and a little cold. So not that many people came out to support the food bank as they mm-hmm. thought, but all of the workers there, I mean, when it finished, they were like, well, can we get a picture with you guys? Yeah. Like we want to come to the, and it's those things. Like they feel like they know them because mm-hmm. they touch them. They talk to them. They spent time with our team this past week. And it's those things that, you know, they're memorable. And that's what it's about. So you get the call, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we'd like to offer you the job to be the next women's basketball coach at Austin P State University. Mm-hmm. You accept the job. There's the, you know, you come on in, there's the big press conference and the interviews and all of that. And of course the excitement around your, your new digs that you'll be able to play in, in a couple of years, the multipurpose event center. But was there a moment when all the, when all the reporters left, when all the students left in the Dunn center, was there a moment of like, wow, (laughs) this is all mine or not, not in the way like you own it, but this is like, this is, this is the moment. This is real. Yes. I mean, it's great responsibility. That's what you feel. And it's so funny you say that I'm an early riser. Um, So most mornings, you know, I come into the Dunn Center pretty early. And I'm one of the first people in there. You know, when I walk in, the motion sensor, the lights come on because it's dark. And I just look around and I look at those banners and great responsibility is what I feel. Um, Because there, there is a job to do. And I I know what I want the program to become. I look around at those empty seats and I imagine them filled. And I imagine what I want our team to look like and represent on that floor. And I I know the passion that we can exude if we do those things and the way people will rally around our program. 
And I'm excited for that day. And I know it's going to take a lot of work. You know, I don't want to make it seem like it's going to be automatic or easy because I I know how it is. It's not instantaneous. It's going to take a lot of work. But um, I have that moment almost every morning when I when I wake up and walk in the Dunn Center. That's incredible just to to kind of soak it all in. Have you had your first uh, coach, Brittany Young, signed athlete yet? Have you had your first we Player? have. It's uh, it's technically not official, but it's all over social media. Um, so we do have a young lady uh, from Clemson University that's a graduate transfer that's going to join us. And it's so funny how things work in recruiting. You know, you'll recruit players in high school and maybe junior college and you'll miss on them. But it's very important to not ever burn a bridge or a relationship because you never know when it will come back around. Uh, So one of my assistants and I have recruited this young lady, you know, at past stops before, didn't get her. And things just worked out in such a way where I think now it's just kind of like the perfect timing. She needs us. Mm -hmm. She needs a group of people who are going to believe in her and support her and help her remember who she truly is as a player because she has done some great things in the past. Um, And, you know, we need her because she can be a great player in the OVC conference and we're excited about her. Great stuff. Coach Brittany Young. We're excited to see Coach Young brand basketball at the Dunn Center uh, this coming season. Can you give us just a little like just give us a little like what can we expect from the Coach Young era of the Austin P Governors. What type of what type of basketball are we going to be looking forward to? Definitely fast paced. I tell everyone that that that's just me and who I am. I'm always moving somewhere in a hurry. Uh, so we're we're going to play fast because it's exciting. But I promise you, defensively, uh, there will not be another team in the OVC that outworks us. Um, that's not you know any more willing than we are to take a charge, dive on the floor for the loose ball, do anything we can. Uh, to get that win. But beyond that, there won't be a group of girls that, you know, will play two together and for each other the way our team will. I promise you that. Exciting stuff coming to the Dunn Center and soon the MPEC. Yes. It's going to be amazing. It is. The Center is a a huge selling point for Clarksville as a whole. I mean, the, you know, the things that they will do with that multi-purpose facility, I mean, concerts, you you name it. It's really going to put Clarksville on the map. And we're excited about that. Have they showed you your office yet? I've I've seen the blueprints. Yeah. You know, I've seen the blueprints of it, and it's hard to really imagine it. But um, again, I I just know it's going to be amazing. Even though I haven't you know quite seen it and been able to pick out the furniture, you haven't you haven't gone with the with the uh, with the plans yet <laughs> out to the construction facility and exactly. gone like okay, <laughs> that's where my window is going to look. Now you yeah. guys know because I do it all the time. I mm-hmm. drive by the site of the impact as well, and I'm like. Are you sure you're going to be ready by, you know, <laughs> you look out there? And right. It's hard to imagine yeah. what it's going to become. Like looking at your watch, like, are right. you done yet? What's yes. on? Yeah. But it's, you know, it's just in the beginning uh, stage mm. there, but they're always hard at work. And uh, I'm telling you the what the plans for that downtown uh, community and area in, in the next three to five years Man, it, it's going to be, you know, a yeah, great very place different to be. downtown. Yes, yeah. it's going to look totally different. And that's a great thing. Progress is always a great thing. That is for sure. And it seems like we're progressing with Austin Peay State University women's basketball. So. Coach Brittany Young, we're excited to see what you do with the team. And thanks for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you both. Yeah, thanks. Great to be here.
Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.